0: Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 112, November 4th, 2018, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. Today, last show in our political series, and I have learned a lot. The election is on Tuesday, November 6th. You guys know who you're voting for? Last week, we had Scott Kawasaki going for state senate. He is definitely one to vote for. If you support cannabis, support Kawasaki. This week's episode is no different katherine dodge running for state house sat on the borough assembly at a very important time in cannabis history for fairbanks we talked a lot about her role in cannabis and fairbanks the dodge amendment beautiful allowing general use area to change their designation in zoning to be residential to keep character of their neighborhood the dodge amendment she supports small business, supports cannabis, regulated on-site consumption. She's gonna be your choice for Statehouse. Katherine Dodge.
1: Hey, Good Doers of Alaska, it's Tom from Good Cannabis. Just wanted to give you a quick update on our sales this week. Monday, November 5th, all seven gram, good top shelf flour, $85. Tuesday, November 6th, all 10 packs of Good Gummies, $35. Wednesday, November 7th, Durban Poison 1-gram King Rolls, $10. Thursday, November 8th, all half-ounce Top Shelf Good Cannabis, $150. Friday, November 9th, all 1-gram King Rolls, $12. Saturday, November 10th, all good 3.5-gram Top Shelf Flour, $45. We wanna say thanks to Midtoker for his continued support and look forward to seeing you all down in the shop. Have a good week.
0: And thank you, Good Cannabis, for your fine strains. Make sure you check out Durbin Poison. This thing is coming in at 24% THC, five terps. Five terps! The aroma coming off this herb is intense. Hmm. I definitely need to get better with my sniffer, but that smell is like a cedar. Good job. Another thing I can really appreciate about good, have you noticed their specials? They're not doing the low end THC on special. All strains are on special. You gotta like that. Any strain you want. It's not just the lowball trying to get rid of their stuff. I like this method. Get on down there. Durbin Poison, Bio Jesus, ooh, good cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. I am here with Fairbanks North Star Borough Assemblywoman Catherine Dodge running for Statehouse. Welcome to Far North Tokers.
2: Welcome, Far North Talkers. Technically, I'm no longer on the assembly. My last day was Monday.
0: Oh, wow, so yeah. how does that work? Do you retire or what's the, what's the process of leaving one office and going into another office?
2: That's an interesting question. The, the assembly, I was termed out, and we certify the election, and we seat the incoming assembly, and then we hand over the reins, and they have a very specific process.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's the beautiful gift of our democracy that, uh, that we, that we transfer power peacefully, isn't
2: it? very organized, very consistent, and um, easy to predict. And, hmm. of course, the, the process with the House is to run for election and get elected and then make that transition.
0: One thing you said right there, easy to predict, and that goes, that goes with government, with regulation, business, life. That's comfortable, isn't it? When you can, when you know what's going to happen tomorrow.
2: Oh, it's important. It is important. It is important. Fiscal stability and political stability, mm. which we don't have right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, depending on who you are. Yeah, well, yeah, right. right. It, everyone's in conflict always. Well, right? I was
2: even thinking with the cannabis industry. I
0: mean, certainly.
2: So, sitting on the assembly, what I've seen and and um, and heard are from the many people who have invested their life savings in these businesses. And that's why it's so important to me to help protect this industry. I mean, it's exciting to watch a new industry develop and really, you know, the many people come down for their licenses and they talk about, this is my retirement that I have invested. This is my savings I have invested. I sold my house so I could do this. To me, that's really compelling and and protecting that's important.
0: You sat on the borough assembly during this whole time, correct?
2: That's correct. I was. I sat on there while we developed the regulations, while we um, adjusted them, while we had, the, you know, the first couple of, um, well, the many applications. But my my goodness, you know, you don't have to read it to a two or three hundred page application or so. It it feels like it's that thick to understand the rigor of of the process and the overwhelming I mean it's amazing to me the
0: the requirements but people figure it out right and there was and, and that's not the only issue that you're dealing with at the borough assembly here we are having to create something so right. new and you're having to come on board and figure out these regulations and figure out what's what's best what what's your experience with cannabis
2: well i was a child of the 70s in california so uh, i certainly was around it. But, of course, I'm also a child of the 70s in California. They were, boy, people were being arrested and put in jail for a long time for using it. So, I shied away from it pretty early on, because that didn't make very good sense to me.
0: Just and the fear it, I, of... Um...
2: Oh, my Lord. Yes. Lives destroyed. And I think that that's clearly something that we're dealing with now, as as we all kind of unwind that history. And in Alaska, it's been different for a long time, of course, because it has been legal for personal growth and personal growing and possession. But, you know, there's been... I was reading the Alaska Cannabis this morning, you know, somebody talking about really overcoming all of those decades
0: of... Um, Stigma.
2: Yeah. there's There are many terms. That's certainly a good one. Yes.
0: All no, right. It, it is, it's hard when you're used to being in the shadows for one hiding because you don't know what someone's going to think about you for partaking. And now it's completely legal and it it still is hard sometimes.
2: Well, you know, I was at, um, good LLC the other day, uh, talking to people. And, and I I had my new assembly. They gave me a little fuzzy thing that had the, the borough logo and my name on it. And there were a few people that weren't really wanting to talk and I thought, Oh dear. You know, I think I looked, I looked official or something, and there, like you say, there's still, there's still stigma and, and desire not to be, public or something.
0: And even being in, in good cannabis, mm-hmm. they're, they're mm-hmm. worried about coming to talk to you, huh?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Seemed that way.
0: What were you hearing from people in there?
2: Not a lot. Um, they were glad to see that I was there and that I support cannabis. That's really mostly what I heard. Of course it's I have you been in their retail shop? Oh of course. Yeah. It's love. it's lovely. They're mm-hmm. a sponsor of the show. Oh, are they? Oh that's mm-hmm. good to know. Always I always learn something. And somebody brought their dog in and they got some C B D treats and I've been giving my dog C B D for a couple of years now. and taking it myself for two to three years, so I've seen those medicinal benefits.
0: Nice. Clear clearly. What are you taking um C B D for?
2: Uh, my um my Rolfer recommended it I think probably for flexibility and I think it's had more benefits than I realized. She's researched it at length and been educating me.
0: um, How do you, are you just get mail order or that's kind of what you do or do you buy from someone in town?
2: I buy it from um, my Rolfer actually. She um, has some that she likes and that are capsules and so they're easy and consistent and she feels confident in the manufacturer.
0: Nice. How many milligrams did you start with? A certain amount of milligrams, or did you work up and find your right dose? This is always think, it. it's interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I think I worked. As I recall, it's been like three years now, so I don't. Um, I think she recommended. I would. I would be guessing at what the milligrams are. I take three capsules. That's what I could tell you. Two in the morning, one in the evening. <laughs> and I think that. I think that a benefit. Some of the benefits I've seen, one day I went to put on my socks and I, I realized it about hit my, my nose with my knee as my flexibility had increased so much. And then my my blood pressure has dropped a lot and I didn't realize that that was some, or not a lot, but it's you know, nice at a nice level. And I was reading something that talked about CBD having that benefit and I hadn't known that. But, so it's interesting to, A, not have expectations for what I might experience and then, Experience things that are certainly attributable or to CBD, all and I give right. it to my my dogs, you know, for anti-inflammatory
0: purposes. It's so good to hear all these stories. Uh, my grandmother, I'm trying to get her onto a CBD regimen, and she's working through. I'm um, getting it through the North Bowl Refinery, and we're working with that lenitive, that Montel Williams, and see how that goes. She didn't really have any. She said she didn't feel any benefits from we tried a tincture. So mm-hmm. and she said she didn't feel anything different and she's got pain in her knees and she's she's uh eighty four, so she's climbing there and and that's one of the thing expectations. Do you feel like it's gonna be this super cure that's gonna heal everything or it take edge off of pain? I, I really enjoy hearing your story and thanks for sharing that about C B D.
2: Well, you know, my friend, um, I have a friend that's a CPA in town. He's been, uh, that's really how I met some good LLC, Christian and Trevor. Um, And he was telling me one day, Catherine, somebody gave me a a cookie, a cannabis cookie, and I have it in my freezer, and he has significant shoulder pain. And he said, I just take a little piece of cookie at night, and I, I eat it, and my pain just goes away. He said, I never get high and I just go to bed and sleep. And I've heard that, you know, in a variation on that from many friends of mine. And when I talk to, it seems like um, my retail friends and my cannabis retail friends, they say yes, they have a pretty significant um, market in the 50 and above, people buying little gummy bears and taking bits of it at night and a lot of people finding relief and it, it takes me to the, you know, one of the things that I continue to wonder is why in the heck we we don't have a medical cannabis element. I mean, why is it that re- relief can't talk about medical um, to people when when clearly there is an element of medical benefit to this. Right. I mean, I wish, so my mom had a stroke and um, and she had a, a fell and, and hurt her shoulder really badly and now that I know what I do about the pain relief of cannabis, I, I, you know, I really wish I'd known then about it. And, and that I didn't know medical marijuana was legal in California at the time. So, I, if I had known then what I know now, I certainly would have, like you with your was it your aunt, uh, grandmother, grandmother, right? Um, I would have would have tried. I don't know if I'd been successful back to that stigma, but boy, the benefits people have.
0: Well, it brings up this continuum of recreational versus medicinal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we've had a medicinal laws and um, I wouldn't say a market, but we've had medicinal regulations in Alaska for a while. Mm-hmm. We would had no access. You could mm-hmm. grow it yourself. Oh, that's
2: right. It had to magically appear.
0: Right. Well, just it, that privacy thing, which I uh-huh. can understand. Privacy is, is a really nice thing, but it makes you a criminal in your own house. If we go to a full medical place, we have insurance companies, we have pharmaceuticals. Those are two huge lobbies that are coming hard against cannabis. And if you win the state house, what role could you help in in that with gaining uh, research with cannabis? And we all have stories of how it helps. We need to start researching, get involved with the universities like Colorado is. So how can you help that?
2: Boy, you just you you brought on one of my pet peeves maybe so when I was at the university up until about a year and a half ago and I was working at a cooperative extension uh, working with small business development so one of the things I wanted to do was reach out to cannabis industries and or businesses and help them if they needed it with I don't know marketing business planning all those things that every small business needs and it also uh, came to my attention that a friend of mine's been talking about hemp forever a um, couple of friends, including my, the, the Rolfer I spoke about, and I learned about the hemp research partnerships. It's a little fuzzy. It's been a couple of years. I didn't get very far at the university. Um, but I understand that the legislature passed that. So it's passed the, they need to uh, pass enabling legislations that authorize the university to work in, and conduct research with private industry in our state and that's a little bit of a an aside but what i found was the university was just terrified is the word that comes to mind they mm-hmm. they really were worried about engaging in any hemp or cannabis related anything and and i think we need to work on that
0: why do you think it was just the stigma
2: oh oh they're worried about their federal funding they're worried uh-huh. that they will lose their federal funding in some way
0: and they're land sea and air grant huh they're all of them
2: they're, they're all of them and, and you know, it's like Cooperative Extension is largely funded through Department of Ag and other uh, federal funding funders and much of the research is federal funding. So I think we have to help them. Certainly the, 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 uh, the hemp is authorized by the feds, so we need to help them there. Um, and then I agree with, well, I would also say regards research and cannabis benefits, we just need to look outside our boundaries. Israel has been conducting research on cannabis for a long time, and they have documented benefits. So we need to be a little bit less parochial and a little bit more broad and go see what the rest of the world's been hmm. learning and, and doing with regards to the benefits. And yes, then, thank
0: you for pointing that out.
2: Yeah, and then like, accept that as um, valid as opposed to, well, it wasn't invented here.
0: Right, do it all over again.
2: Yeah, like why do that? Let's not. And I you know, I haven't been thinking about the medical um, regulations until this morning. I've been thinking up, thinking about other other topics, but I sure'm interested in how we can, how we can make that better in our state, because it is clearly an element of, of the cannabis industry and, and of the benefits that many people experience.
0: I think one of the biggest issues that comes with medical is the cost. A lot of people that that seek medical, that have a medical need for cannabis might have larger doses that uh that are going to require more cannabis that can't afford. Uh, So one of the things that through insurance companies, you can be prescribed and paid for opioids. But that same thing cannot happen with cannabis. Oh, good. good so great. maybe that's yeah. something that we could do. Maybe have access to a, a medical need that people have access. I know veterans in the state through Canicare, they're starting to receive access help. Uh, but oh. some people that aren't veterans still need that access too, whether they don't right. have the finances or don't have the means to grow if they're living in an apartment and renting. Um, Right. I think just like looking at my grandmother and she's, Uh you know, we have fixed incomes, you know, they, they have a certain amount of money they're budgeting for in a month. Right. And you start off with this low CBD and a reasonable cost and that didn't work. So, Mm -hmm. okay, let's jump it all the way up. Let's go to the Montel Williams name brand model and see what that is. And then she starts talking about, well, how much did that cost? Well, let's not even talk about that right now. Right. I'll, right. I'll, I'll just do this. And because you hate to have people making decisions on pain based on whether they can afford it or not.
2: Boy, isn't that the truth?
0: Yeah, that's a I, really
2: good point. And it goes back to that whole stigma and, you know, quote unquote illegal and, 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 and talking to insurance companies about reimbursing, but that's happened some or not her.
0: I don't know of it happening. Yeah. Huh. There, that would be one reason to have wow. a medical card. Right yeah. now in the state of Alaska, there's not not too many benefits of having a medical card, other than legitimacy to sit there and say, okay, yes, I'm I have a medical reason, I have a card that proves I went to a doctor. Not to say that everyone that doesn't have a medical card is not using it medicinally or for a wellness right. reason, but it would be that would be a, a way to. I know Nature's Relief, they offer discounts for medical patients, medical card holders but okay. Uh don't, I don't know if it's a significant discount. I'm not, not sure, but that would be maybe even a fund developed. I don't know. We, that, that's something that could be talked about. And in your position at the state house, yeah, start to get those things going and research going. And
1: yeah,
0: far North Tokers definitely offers ourself up to be the research. We will do it for you. (laughs) Keep us in uh, mind.
2: Okay. (laughs) And, um, have other states done? Do you know of any other state that has?
0: Colorado is heavy. They're putting money into their, uh, they're using money from the taxes of cannabis to do research at the university level.
2: But what, about any engagement at the med- with medical or with, you know, insurance or?
0: Not that I know of. I don't think that's, huh. I do not think that's going to happen. I think the insurance lobbies have it so locked in. It's going to be, once. Huh. Once cannabis gets descheduled at a federal level, Uh that's when it opens up. Okay. And that's one of the reasons I don't think it's going to be declassified as the federal level. They're letting the states and they're dragging their feet on this because of the insurance companies. Hmm. Hmm. Right now, opioids are being completely um, funded and prescribed and in some ways destroying segments of our population and country. We have a huge problem in Alaska with that. Yeah. And cannabis is the answer for some people addicted yeah. to opioids.
2: Yeah.
0: The North Bowl Refinery is here to provide Alaska with the finest quality CBD product available on the market today. This includes Select CBD, cultivated by Montel Williams, Lazarus Naturals, Hot Mess Medics, and constantly testing new products. The North Bowl Refinery is a distributor to these fine locations. Smoking Deals in Fairbanks and Kenai, Nature's Relief, Gapco, Denali's Cannabis Cash, Uncle Herb's in Homer and Anchorage, The Frost Farm, and on Facebook with more locations coming soon. The North Bowl Refinery, quality CBD in Alaska. One of the things I really want to try to capture, you were sitting on that assembly as it's going legal. You heard uh, Safe Neighborhoods, Jim Oslin come in. You have Lance Roberts, who I, I love Lance. I Mm -hmm. love his, his push for Liberty, but I, there's something I just, I cannot understand his attack on cannabis and I'll keep saying it through knowing Lance and my idea of Liberty has so grounded through knowing him that so many people want Liberty. He speaks of Liberty all the time and freedoms But he's so unwilling to give it to people who, who he, what he doesn't, what he doesn't enjoy. So all the freedoms that he says are okay, that's good. But if you, you have something else that you do not, uh, that does not involve in his stadium, it's not okay. Why is it so hard for people to give liberty to others when you want it for yourself?
2: I think I'm the wrong one to ask
0: about that.
2: Okay. <laughs> I um there's a fear <clears throat> excuse me there seems to be a fear involved or a, Lance is and and I'm with you I Lance is a is really a very enjoyable man I learned a lot from serving with him. I learned I respect
0: him a lot. Oh, he knows how to he knows how to maneuver the system. He he knows he knows regulations, he knows how to work a meeting.
2: And he is hardworking. He just works really hard. But he somehow has, is convinced that if you, if you just take a toke, you're going to be just stoned out of your mind. And I, you know, I'm sure that's, that's out. Yes, he believes
0: there's no moderation. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I think that's really important. I realized when we were talking about on-site consumption, um, I think I was talking to Sean, or I don't remember who, one day, and and looked at me and went, oh, well, you know, it is just like you can have one sip of beer. As you can have just one toke off of it and see if it's what you like. You don't have to, you know, smoke the whole thing if you have on-site consumption. We all can engage in moderation. And I think that, that there's just a lot of cha- each of us challenging assumptions and, 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 and looking, re- A, recognizing assumptions, and B, going, well, wait a minute. That's not necessarily so, is it? C, then taking... Exploring how how that iterates out into other assumptions, and and it seems like that's the assumption that that I keep hearing from
0: him. Right, he doesn't believe in a regulation, or he doesn't believe in moderation, like you said. That he
2: oh, I think it. I think he doesn't think that people will be, or he doesn't know that there's something between sober and stoned, and that there's a continuum in there. And I think that's an honest misunderstanding. Right.
0: know that he really holds and then it's wrapped up in a in a moral issue for him
2: I think very possibly yeah I would just say that you know we all have beliefs that we're that we are consistent and congruent as individuals and that our belief systems all make sense together and they don't none of us do
0: Hmm. right I mean we, we it's just kind of a and it's hard to change your mind it's hard to publicly change your mind
2: well I suppose. I mean, we all have to be willing to do that, I think.
0: No, we do. Definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Not sure. It's a hard thing. It can can be,
2: especially if you've taken a hard stance. But, you know, there's there's just standing up and saying, I was wrong.
0: Or or my thoughts have evolved.
2: Here's what I, exactly. Here's what I was thinking at the time. Here's what I've learned. And here's where I am now. I I think that's called growth. Right. Being an adult or something. Yeah.
0: Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway, between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit, you're going to love this place, convenient access right off the highway, special in-house strains, Chocolope Sourdough, Blue Kush, Big Smooth, Purple OG Kush, Fruity Pebbles, mmm, Concentrates, buy good cannabis, good titrations, edibles by AK Frost and the Good Cannabis Gummies, head on over to Chena Cannabis, check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sunday, noon till 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Nature's Relief High-quality cannabis at a low price with a focus on high CBD strains that might be useful to the body. Deli Style allows you to try different strains for just a couple dollars. We feature 100% local Fairbanks growers, offer a custom flower pre roll that allows you to pick the strain, and we roll it in front of you. Daily specials and deals, year round discounts. Nature's Relief in the heart of downtown Fairbanks, 503 See you there. most proud of as assembly woman being being on the assembly as I I would I would guess that some issue in cannabis is not the most the thing you're most proud of but uh, that's a two part question so what are you most proud of and then you can go into then what are you most proud of with cannabis
2: well boy I I don't you know, I kind of don't go around thinking about what I'm most proud of on the assembly the things that I might be that that I did that probably go to my heart the most are when we realized that we had repealed the animal cruelty laws and and we reinstituted them. I'm I'm glad I was there. I'm glad I heard that and 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 we did that as a as a yeah. an assembly. None of I me. Mean, I don't think I need to say more. Yeah. And it, yeah. Um, That's probably the one that is most of my heart. When I think about cannabis, well, there's two things. One is, I think it was really uh, Mayor Hopkins that had the vision that we, he's, as soon as that passed, the initiative passed, he said, we have got to get on planning and zoning and develop these now. And I'm like, geez, it's gonna be two years before this shows up. And he was so, so right there to begin the process early. And being part of, being part of watching an industry form it's been just so interesting and i guess there what i'm most proud of is one day um, christian and trevor contacted me and they said you know we, we need to talk to you about some regulations because we've got this great site and we're not going to be able to use it because we're i don't know they were too close by some very small amount to a school but when they brought it to me and i looked at it what i realized was it was It was a a, um, mall, and they were measuring from the corner of the mall to the front door of the proposed building. And I thought, well, that's kind of, that doesn't make good sense, right? If you think about the Bentley Mall, that's a huge property. And so conceivably, if someone put a school there, there'd be acres that you couldn't be near. So we um, worked with the attorney and, and proposed to the assembly that they change that to the front door of the facility, not the edge of the property, because of these type of things. And I think, when I think about the cannabis industry, that's the one I'm I'm most proud of. I think it was a, a nuanced change that that was appropriate and useful. Those
0: details are so important that people people miss out on on just how how the creation of regulation happens. And if that would if those little little words aren't there, it changes the whole meaning and interpretation,
2: yeah, and already because of planning and zoning and those um, limitations you know five hundred feet from this, we've already condensed cultivation and retail to very specific areas just by virtue of those distances, so I think it's important to have a, them as appropriate and nuanced as we can
0: yeah. Uh, the privacy and what you do with your land has been paramount in what Fairbanks believes in so we have a lot of this general use area hmm I really can appreciate how uh, the borough is allowing people to change their designation from GU1 to other ones I'm not sure what they are but the, the residential ones right those two groups the cannabis group and safe neighborhoods were talking past each other through their definitions and one saying there it's in a neighborhood and well, yeah, it's a neighborhood, but it's not zoned that way.
2: Yeah. It's actually one of the other things when you ask what I'm proud of, I made an emotion during a budget meeting and Guy Satley calls it the Dodge Amendment. What I did was change it so that people that are GU1 can rezone themselves for free if they're, I think it's like five lots or some specific size. Because we need to we need to help people realize their G U one and that it causes them challenges before they have the shooting range.
0: Right, exactly. I I that's a, a proactive approach to to cannabis. You're seeing absolutely, happen. yeah. A lot of people say they don't know it can be fixed, and here you go. The, the assembly gave a tool to people to change things, which beautiful. I love it. Completely positive. Can you speak to anything on the taxes? We have a lot of people felt when this new industry is being created that taxes are going to bring everyone's property property taxes down, individual property taxes down with the influx of cannabis taxes. Why hasn't that happened? What's the structure in place? What's going on?
2: I would say that probably they have. We we it, that's a complicated question. And to honestly answer it, we'd want to go out and find out how much additional, how much new property cannabis is brought in, because that helps bring down people's property taxes because they're sharing it some, right? Correct. And and last on a, as an aside, last I heard was about twenty million in investment, and that's a, a year old number. So I'd sure like to hear a updated one if you have it, but excuse me, I'd say a couple of things. One is, especially when it comes to the borough, the borough, of course, does not have the... I'm thinking it's on retail that our sales tax is. Correct. Okay. Um, so we don't have very many retail properties outside of the city of Fairbanks. Hmm. A, right? So we have the Chena Hot Springs one. We have the one on Richardson Highway. Um, there may be a few others, but most of them are in city limits, inside city limits. And so the city is... is um, getting that that sales tax so that's number one and number two is we're a small population it isn't it isn't tens of millions of dollars right it's a million so that helps but
0: from what I understand also new business is not allowed that is not included in a tax cap is is that true
2: oh that is true that you're that's a good um, no it's not new business it's new structures
0: hmm so can you classify a new uh, – so if someone takes over a warehouse – well, not a warehouse. I guess the retail. Any – most of the businesses got over most right, of the retail stores, they, they were some construction on them. So would that be classified that or does it have to be like a building from the ground?
2: I think I asked that question and I'm embarrassed that I don't know the answer right off the top of my head. Uh, gets, lots of details but, everywhere. Yeah. But I want to say that the, the new – so if you have a warehouse and you make – an addition to it that the addition would be would grow the tax cap, but certainly if you like good LLC taking over that facility is not going to well a it's in the city, but b right. i don't i wouldn't imagine that redoing it changes the tax cap it's really about new construction
0: interesting, so maybe we'll have have to see about relief to the individual property. Owner, I haven't seen my property taxes go down. No. (laughs) Dab Lab AK, winner of Cannabis Classic 2017, Alaska's best glass shop. And there's no doubt as to why. High quality American-made glass, none of this cheap import stuff, with the best C B D and accessories available on the market, all in a comfortable, professional setting at competitive prices. Support local, College Road, Fairbanks. I'm gonna let my buddy Alaska Red tell you.
1: For the highest quality glass that you're going to find in Alaska, head on down to my buddy's shop, Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road.
0: That's Dab Lab AK, 3410 College Road, Fairbanks, Alaska, 10 to 9, Sunday through Thursday, open till 11, Friday to Saturday. For all your cannabis accessory needs, Dab Lab AK, backtrack provided by Alaska Red Lyrical Sticker. One of the most pressing issues we have now in the state of Alaska is on-site consumption. Where do we go with on-site consumption?
2: You know, I think it's really back to that education and stigma. Um, I was reading the the cannabis and they were talking about the definition of public and private which it seems to be the core or at least part of the issue. And the private, it seems like the idea of private um, events, like where you have the
0: just like where you're paying for admission, yeah,
2: you're paying for admission, right? A concert, then it's it seems like that's a something that's being suggested or that as being defined as private, and that seems reasonable, or certainly worth discussing and figuring out if there's a way to fit that in in code. And I know that there's been discussion, so I, a I think it's 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 helping people understand what it means to do on-site consumption. And is it the on-site consumption where you're sampling, like, like they do at Hoodoo? Is it on, on-site consumption where you're at a private party? Is it on-site consumption in your hotel room? What does that mean? And how do we define it? Is it on, on-site consumption in, with, um, you know, tourism in a bus? Or is, is that private because we've, we have um, sold tickets, and I'm, the air handling issue I know can be managed. Um, no, that really. that, I, because obviously edibles make it easier to say, well, at least now we're not polluting each other's air. But I know here's, that it, here's
0: something about edibles. Let me, because you you you'll, might have a piece in determining this. One of the strange things I find about you know, the like on-site consumption regs. Is you're allowed to consume an edible, uh, two two doses, uh, two five milligram doses, and for me it takes about three hours to even start to hit me.
2: Yeah, that's what Sean was telling me. It's like, so it people so, don't so know. Strange. Yeah, and well, and I think that 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 that's something that if you don't use, you're not knowing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's back to that education. It was Sean that told me that. I think that you know that's why. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't help me if it's two hours, three hours, if what I'm doing is sampling to see if this is what I want or this is kind of like a a wine tasting, right? You taste the wine. You say, I want a case. Okay. But you need to be able to taste it,
0: not go home for three hours. And cannabis is a social experience. It's a social spirit. You consume it and you want to be around other people for the most part and it brings people together. It is a campfire, it sparks conversation, opens up minds, breaks down barriers. It's a good tool and people need a place to consume together, like, right. like myself, even meeting right. together with my friends. My house is not, um, I've got four kids. It's not an appropriate place to uh, bring friends over and be consuming cannabis in my house. But I would like to go to a place and sit there with my friends, and work. Sit there and play a board game, or listen to music, and just talk and consume in a place without going and breaking the law somewhere. Right.
2: Well, I th- I know that the point has been made that we had what two at least two clubs like that, one in Anchorage, one in Fairbanks, and that there were never problems as a result of it that
0: anyone no, could document. I loved the one in Fairbanks. It was it it felt it was a. Uh, it was an unreal feeling for me coming from a place, I, I grew up in the Nancy Reagan era of just say no. Right. And to go into a place and sit and pull out cannabis, roll it up, smoke it there, and no one was saying anything. It, it, not, not even they weren't bothering, I didn't exist. It was just such a good feeling. If, it was a perfect temperature, if, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. It feels like uh, through, through the looking glass,
0: right? It was. I, I I loved it. I. I it uh, was a place uh, that you could be truly yourself in a social se- setting. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And I, the way it's going now, beyond site consumption, is not going to look like that. Oh, tell me about that. It is so prescribed. I mean, you're going to be sitting... It, you're going to be watched and monitored and making sure you're not consuming enough. And everyone's worried about you leaving. I think we have to not put laws on trying to worry about, uh, DUIs. We have those DUI laws. Right.
2: Right. Talk to me about the DUI law. So I did a, I did a ride along with the FPD the other day and, Mm -hmm. and he was, showed me the, you know, the place they bring in DUI cars and people. And, um, I was asking him about the challenge with DUIs and cannabis. And he said that they do the sobriety test and then a blood test. But I was asking him about the accuracy of the blood test because last I knew people that consume like a medical or whomever, if, if they're consuming a lot, it may be not current, but it may be from a day or two ago. Is that not accurate anymore? Or is, where are we on that?
0: I love that you just shared that. That's kind of cool that you're that the police were saying it that way. I I don't know much more. I know in Colorado they have said that they have can isolate that active THC that's giving you that that high. Uh, but THC stays in your system for ah, a month, like you're right. saying. So I don't know the blood test. I feel. If you're going over a, the white line, the, the yellow line, and you're swerving all over the place and you're given reason, probable cause, that there's a DUI. Um, I think it's a lot of these secondary searches that are finding cannabis. Pull you over for something else and then you smell it in the car, not necessarily a traffic violation. Oh, but, okay. And I'm not really seeing it in the police blotter.
2: No.
0: Cannabis. Uh, I, I, I try to pay attention to that and look for it wherever it sits but it's not really out there with you the well,
2: and I asked him and he said he didn't see he wasn't experiencing it as a problem
0: we, which we need more was, research.
2: which was good to hear But absolutely absolutely there I agree because that seems to be the big sticky point but I think that that it's been legal what two years people have been able to go to Pacalolo they had their second anniversary last Friday I think
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, and and the public I think is getting more comfortable, you know, we haven't seen people being silly. And, and I think that that's what we're going to need to move on the forward with the on-site um, consumption. I think we just needed, last year it felt I was worried about it when, when it came before us on the assembly because I'd heard from a lot of people that were comfortable with retail store, they were comfortable with cultivation, but they were not comfortable with on-site consumption. And I was worried that if the assembly adopted that, they would, the public would lose confidence in us and the way we were regulating and that that might've had an impact on the initiative. And I didn't want to see the initiative go down. Um, So I think that last year it was people were still kind of getting used to the whole idea. But I'm hearing much less about it this year. So I think that the comfort level has increased and that especially, you know, on-site consumption that, that we can explain that makes sense is gonna be more acceptable, if, if that makes sense, yeah.
0: Right. on-site consumption is happening today. It's happened right. forever. Yes. It's going to happen in the future. Yes. We're talking about a regulated place right. where people want to do it and they're doing it now. Yes, that's true. Uh, people go into a bar and yeah. head out to their car, yeah. smoke a joint, yep. hit a vaporizer, go back in. Uh, it it's, it's happening. Yeah. That's Whether a really good
2: point. Yes. We're yeah. just regulating it. money. Yeah, You can either regulate it and let it be out in the open or you could not. Right. But it will happen that's ar right. an excellent point.
0: It's happening. It's happened since the dawn of time. People get together and consume cannabis
2: and I'm so excited for the tourist market. Oh, and I yeah. just think, oh my lord, the options oh the opportunity and i I wish that you know they could be little gummy bears in the Denali tourist store, but I know we that's a long ways away, but oh well. No, well, yeah. <laughs> it, would be, it would be nice though, wouldn't it?
0: it, it it'll it uh, happen eventually. Uh,
2: Aurora gummies,
0: yeah. So I had Scott Kawasaki on last week and he talked about in Juneau, all the tourists getting off the cruise ships and they're all being made criminals. If they're consuming, they're going into the the shops and coming out and using oh, them Oh, well that's silly. And we have a chance to be the models mm-hmm. for the rest of the country, it's gonna happen. We'll, we'll look back on this 20, 30 years and just, it, we'll have taverns set up for cannabis and probably alcohol and cannabis will be able to meet together one day and be consumed hmm. on the same spot. Interesting. Yeah, there's no reason. I mean, there's a lot, alcohol and cannabis are consumed together.
2: All the time, just like you said. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Movin Free Farms has been committed to teaching youngsters to the young at heart English and Western horseback riding for 25 years. Located just behind the university, they teach year-round in either the indoor heated arena in the winter or outside in the summer. Give them a jingle at 907-378-0103 to schedule a convenient time. Movin Free Farms, let's ride some horses! Another big state thing is a state bank. Oh yes. For for cannabis businesses that we don't have access to the banking industry like other businesses do. It's a cash industry. Can can we do anything at the state level to help that?
2: Boy, I've I've asked that a few times and I think I've been told that it's a very expensive and complicated. I was wondering when I was when I was thinking about that um, was whether or not now that Canada is, is so very legal, is there a way for us to have a Canadian bank in our community?
0: Hmm. Inter- that's a great question.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking that that might be interesting. So, I, you know, I don't hmm. have an answer to the state bank. I know I, um, when I saw Senator Murkowski in Juneau last year at the Alaska Municipal League, oh. I asked her about the status of, of banking that she's been working on. And, um, her response actually was, oh. <laughs> it's such a tough topic. Mm, it is, it, I, okay. yeah. Well, I, I so um, Greg Allison has told me about the you know what it's like to to drive to Anchorage and to, to worry about a the, the whole bit about I have to take product from my store and deliver it within one day or check it in at another store. That's kind of wild, and then and then B, you know, driving. To put down with cash to pay taxes and with cash to pay vendors and cash back. It's like, oh my goodness!
0: Is there some important issue that my audience m- might not connect? That's important to cannabis. That that you see that's coming.
2: The hemp research is interesting. Is um,
1: untapped
2: and market. absolutely big untapped market. And I I talked to a state. The state, I want to say researcher, the person that was, would be in charge of it a um, year and a half ago, two years ago, and he was absolutely jazzed to, to find partners to work with. And this could include industry partners, it's just that the university in this had to be the vehicle to work with the industry partners. And I think that if 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 an argument can be made to Jim Johnson about the income potential for the university that that we might find a, and if we could show him that, you know, federal law says this is fine if the state, if the state does this, X, right? Which they, the enabling legislation. Right. I'm sure it is not that simple, but, oh my goodness, it's such a big market.
0: You'll start finding out more as you, as your oh. sphere of influence grows. I sure hope so. So why should we vote for you, Catherine Dodge? Boy, there's many reasons.
2: One is, you know, I'm, I have, been a voice in the middle working across aisles for 15 years. I was in the mayor's office in between 2003 and 2011 and you know I think I already had the predisposition to work in with whomever it was that could get the job done, right? But that really reinforced it. And I think that we absolutely need somebody that's in Juneo that's willing to work with whomever it is that they that's that's there to move
0: things forward. Um, yeah, that's something that can work because work, there's two sides of this issue.
2: Absolutely, and we need every the better the better we can bring everybody in the room, the stronger the legislation, and the more long lasting the legislation. My second um, emphasis is a sustainable budget. We just need our state needs to know our businesses need to know that the state's going to pay is going to provide necessary services for us to live here and to and to be productive and have an industry. So that's my second area of emphasis. And, and that, you know, how that impacts the, the um, well, how that could impact cannabis is maybe we could fund a few more people uh, so that we could get licenses processed more quickly. I mean, uh-huh. for, a while, um, for a while there, it was, well, it's still, I'm sure, way too long. And I understand that that that's also because they get people and then they leave, and so that's about addressing some of the, the attractiveness of working for the state, which goes back to a sustainable budget.
0: Brings it back to the beginning, being able to predict.
2: It's the foundation, I think, for an economic recovery. And I think that the other reason they should vote for me is I have clearly and always and ever been in the cannabis, a supportive of cannabis industry from writing a paper at the for the National Cooperative Extension Journal arguing that cooperative extension should be helping cannabis, not saying, oh no, we don't do that. You know, whether it be from a small business perspective or from a growing things appropriately and well perspective, right? right. So I've I've supported it from that to what
1: would you do?
0: Now being a patron of Far North Tokers comes with extra bonus of discounts at participating sponsors. Chena Cannabis, The North Bowl Refinery, Movin' Free Farms, Dab Lab AK. Thank you sponsors for extending these benefits to our patrons. Like our newest patron, Rhonda Howard, Sarah Grover, Birchie Walter, and Josiah Lockery. Can't forget our longtime supporters, Marilyn Bergman, Carrie Mullis, Peggy Peters, Aaron Morgan, Ramlin Major. Here's to you. Once again, we're here with Catherine Dodge for Statehouse. Is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience before we get gone?
2: You know, no, I don't. Other than it's been, I've, I've, it's been exciting to watch this industry come out of the dark and and establish itself. And I've been so impressed by the the industry just becoming a, a, a legitimate and robust for to the point of even having. What do we have? Um, a, a manpower resource organization right that that has uh, temps that can come in and help I just i'm i 'm impressed
0: it 's so exciting how how many times in a lifetime in in the history of the world do you have a chance to create we 're creating a whole new industry yeah it, it 's beautiful i mean it just, this doesn 't happen all the time
2: it's so it's so interesting and i and you know who knew that we we had so many people, as you say, that were consuming? They just were doing it at home.
0: All right. Yeah. So that's. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It's been a pleasure
2: us. to chat with you.
0: Yeah, please. Um, and after you win, keep us in mind. We'll again, we are willing to organize some research. Let's get that I think
2: Thank you. Um, and let me give you my cell. It's 978
0: Can you repeat that again?
2: Nine seven eight seven seven one eight. And I'm happy to answer questions, and that's a good number to call me after I win.
0: Awesome. Catherine Dodge for Statehouse. Good luck. Thank you. Take care. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnortokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnortokers.com. And now, Patreon. helps support the show by nature at patreon.com slash Here's Toby. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fawkes and his companions did the scheme contrive to blow the king and parliament all up alive. Three score barrels laid below to prove old England's overthrow. But by God's providence, him they catch with a dark lantern lighting a match. A stick and a stake for King James' sake. If you won't give me one, I'll take two. The better for me and the worse for you. A rope, a rope to hang the Pope, a pennyworth of cheese to choke him, a pint of beer to wash it down, and a jolly good fire to burn him. Holla, boys! Holla, boys! Make the bells ring! Holla, boys! Holla, boys! God save the king! Hip, hip! Hooray! Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgotten.